I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It is always game day in Cleveland. My name is Andy Baskin. His name is Daryl Ryder, and we are brought to you locally by our good friends at Bryant and Smiley One. That's right. They're a great combination together when it comes to uh, heating and cooling, and they are Northeast Ohio's premier heating and cooling solution. Daryl, we are one day removed from our great podcast of yesterday where we broke down the game and had all the aspects of the Browns and Rams that you needed to know. Kevin Stefanski coming back today and uh, on Monday, and when he was asked the question, is Joe Flacco your quarterback? He said, uh, I'm not ready to answer on Monday. So I'm not going to answer any questions on Monday. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's, that's Kevin being Kevin. He does not answer quarterback questions, uh, on, uh, Mondays, at least when it comes to his starting quarterback, we'll probably know on Wednesday or Friday. Um, if he doesn't make the announcement Wednesday, then that means it comes on Friday, but I, they know who the quarterback is. Well, let's just say they think DTR is getting out of uh, concussion protocol. Is he yeah, they knew who the quarterback is. It's okay. Not- you can say that. I'm asking you, Daryl is. Not There's changing. no way. Even if he comes no. out of concussion protocol, they don't about face on this. No. no. Why are you so confident in your answer? Uh, because I've watched DTR play, and it's painful to watch. Yeah, but, Daryl, you're not making the decisions they are. That's the problem. So I need you to think like they do, <laughs> I not am. like you do. I am. They saw they saw Joe <laughs> Flacco throw it like 45 times. He's their type of quarterback. Like D- uh, DTR. They so have- then, let me ask you. So why didn't they go to Flacco earlier in the season? He's been sitting on the bench. I mean, he's been sitting at home. Why, why did they wait this long to go get him? Because they invested a draft pick in DTR and they didn't think that they were going to lose to Sean Watson for the year. And that's why. Um, but there's no way that they can go back to DTR unless Joe Flacco gets hurt. Like Joe Flacco can throw to every level of a defense. He showed that in Los Angeles against, against the Rams, that he's he can make every throw on the field. Um, and that's Kevin Stefanski's type of guy. DTR can't. 
let, let's just be honest about it. DTR is a good kid. Got a got a big upside future, whatever, but he can't do it right now. We've seen that. Like it is a struggle with him at quarterback. Um, whereas it didn't feel like it was a struggle with Joe Flacco. Um, it started out really, really easy, which, you know, good for Joe. Uh, then, you know, obviously things got real as the game went on. Right. But, you know, as, as I look at the numbers of, of what Flacco was able to do, <clears throat> it's really hard to, it's really hard to make a case to go back to DTR. It really is. Um, and so I think that Kevin Stefanski knows what he wants to do a quarterback or what they're going to do a quarterback. He's just sticking to his own processes and schedule when it comes to like, you know, revealing that. Does it, I mean, so, but the team knows what they're going to do, right? The players know what they're going to do, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 well, I think the players will probably know on Tuesday or, or when does it matter? Does it matter to the players? It should. It should. So if it matters to the players, why not just come out and announce it on Monday? Why do we uh, play this game? That's not how Kevin Stefanski does things. And the reason I don't get on Kevin Stefanski for doing the, the things the way he does them, Andy, is because we could have Bill Belichick, who doesn't answer any questions these days. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Kevin at least Kevin will at least give you an answer. He might not right. tell you what you want to know or what you want to hear or whatever, but he'll he'll at least give you an answer when you ask him a question. Um, whereas Bill Belichick, he tells you nothing. Um, so, uh, you know, it's just the way Kevin likes to do things. And I, I get it. I understand. And, but we have to, and he also, he also knows that we have to keep asking, right? Like he right. understands we have to keep asking. Um, but yeah, um, I think that they know it's going to be Joe Flacco. It should be Joe Flacco going forward. And, uh, you know, DTR can be the the number two QB. What, uh, what was your take on Amari Cooper and his answer on Amari Cooper being injured? Oh, I, I mean, concussions are unpredictable. There's no timetable with them. Yeah. Marquise Goodwin's been out for, I've lost, I've lost track of the weeks. I think it's been three weeks now that he's right. been out with a concussion. So there's, there's no timetable for it. So um, they've got, they got to find a way to throw David Njoku the ball more than three, four times a game. But doesn't David need to hang on to the ball too? I mean, he's well, had the drop seeds for the last couple of weeks. Well, he has, but um, they threw it to him six times. He caught two of them for 17 yards. But if you can throw it to Elijah Moore 12 times and he only catches four of them, why can't you throw more to David Njoku? <clears throat> so as you sit there and look at some of these numbers, are you still surprised that they threw the ball as much as they did yesterday? I understand the numbers got padded at the end of the game because they had to throw. But still, I mean, it's double again. Here it passes to, to runs. Well, I mean, it's, I was, uh, that was going to be my third question if I was able to, to get it in today, which I wasn't. Um, and, and it was going to be about the run-pass ratio and what is the happy medium. Um, I went back and – I, I went back through my stack here of game books from the season okay. and uh, checked. It seems like 35 is the magic number for the Browns for passing passes, for passes. Although they, the last three weeks, it's been over 40 in every game. I, I understand that. I'm just, 
I'm explaining to you. I I'm listening. Like, you know what you said, 35. I'm just I, adding my two cents in there. I feel like 35 is is the happy medium. 35 passes, the rest of it runs. Um, the reason it got so bent out of shape last week in uh, Denver is because the game got out, you know got a little out of shape at the end. Same thing uh, Sunday in Los Angeles. I don't think that they go in thinking we're going to have the quarterback throw it 40 to 45 times. I really don't believe that. Um, but this, the score being what it is, and I still come back to not so much the run-pass breakdown. I come back to, I think yesterday, Kevin Stefanski lost faith in the defense. because. And and that's why I asked him what I did. You know, hey, is this defense just out of gas? You know, <laughs> you did not play field position. You went ahead and went for it, and that's what that that's what put the game away. You you didn't you know complete the pass on fourth down, and you know whatever. Um, but I he lost faith in the defense on Sunday. First time that's all little, year, you think? Yeah, that that's a little troublesome. Yeah, that's that is troublesome. Uh, because he has to know in that situation, if we don't pick this up, they're putting points on the board. Okay. Even with having the three timeouts and the two minute warning in the pocket, they put points on the board. It goes from a one possession game to a two possession game. I'm not getting two possessions with no timeouts in less than two minutes, unless you're the New York jets against the Cleveland Browns. Um, but that is where that game was decided. They they had a shot. I still say they should have flipped the field, punt it away. The trust the defense is going to get the three and out. You bang your th- your two or three timeouts there. Maybe you come on the backside of the two minute warning with an extra timeout to use for an offensive possession. But I just think that's where that game was lost, and he lost faith in the defense. Um, and that is, that's a bad sign. That's not a great sign. Now I understand why he lost faith in the defense. They gave at the time they were about 250 yards passing allowed. Uh, you know, um, they, they, the run defense wasn't as sound as it, uh, had been, um, and, you know, Matthew Stafford at times looked like vintage Matthew Stafford. He did. Just like at times, Joe Flacco looked like <clears throat> vintage Joe Flacco. Um, but the fact that he did not put that game back in the hands of the defense and trust them to get the ball back, and he went for it from at, at his own 30, That that is the first – Red light going off. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Uh, and um, hopefully Denzel Ward comes back this week. Uh, hopefully Miles Garrett can uh, be feeling better with the shoulder because he was ineffective. And I'm not criticizing Miles, but that's just the reality. He was he was virtually ineffective, and his teammates around him were ineffective against that Rams offensive line. They could not get to Matthew Stafford. You know, 
went back and watched this morning. It, you know, Miles Garrett was treated, you know, was treated uh, like Joe Thomas used to treat edge rushers, where he'd just take them and just steer them around the quarterback, just walk them right all the way around the quarterback. Okay, Miles ran, I think, eight miles during that game, and he had nothing to show for it. No tackles. I think I think he got credit for one quarterback pressure, if I remember correctly. I'll look that up because I want to be fair to him. Well, here, do this, Daryl, because we got to take a break and we're coming back. So I want to ask you about that. I also want to uh, – there was a weird thing about Deshaun Watson that came up all day today. I'm going to bring that up when we come back. It's always game day in Cleveland. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It is always game day in Cleveland, brought to you by our friends at Smiley One and Bryant. Cleveland's or Northeast Ohio's premier heating and cooling solution. Daryl, tell us more, my friend. Miles Garrett didn't even make the box score. <laughs> I, I, and again, I'm not picking on him. I'm just here. It is 95. Did not make the box score yesterday, hmm. and he played his butt off. Again, I'm not criticizing him, but like. And then you didn't have even have a partial tackle yesterday. Nope, nothing. Wow. Didn't make the box score. So um, that's a little concerning. And and again, my concern is how effective can Garrett be playing with that shoulder injury? Last season he was able to do it, and okay, it worked. But right out of the 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 gate here. He didn't have anything to show for it. And Garrett yesterday, I'm looking it up right now. Uh, Miles played. uh, He played 57 defensive snaps, 89%. Okay. So uh, 57 of 64 possible defensive snaps. Nothing to show for it in the box score. Like that never happens. No, I know. I mean, that never happens. And again, I can't stress this enough. I'm not criticizing Miles Garrett. I'm not picking on him. But the fact that he was as ineffective as he was, and then nobody else around him, go back to that defensive box score. And, you know, no sacks for the Browns on uh, Sunday. They had two pass breakups. Those went into MJ Emerson and Anthony Walker. Uh, they had two quarterback hits. Uh, that was uh, Maurice Hurst and Grant Delpit. That's it. They uh, tackles for loss one. Uh, Halasi. That that's it. Hmm. The defense yesterday did nothing. They they really didn't do anything. I mean, this is the most empty box score that I have seen from this defense this season. There's nothing there. They're all zeros everywhere. 
tackles for loss, quarterback pressures and hits, uh, sacks, goose eggs. No turnovers created. Goose eggs everywhere. So um, I, I feel like that's a byproduct of Miles being hurt. That's a byproduct of no Denzel Ward being available to them. Uh, and that's a byproduct of the ineffectiveness of everybody else filling in. And maybe that's why Kevin Stefanski on fourth and five from his own 30 said, the hell with it. Go for it. What can happen, right? Well, what happened well, is. Well, you give them a touch on yeah. Well, what can happen was exactly what happened. David Njoku can't catch the ball on fourth down. A few plays later, Rams get into the end zone again, and now game set game is over. And what was a tight competitive game now looks like a blowout on the scoreboard because, um, you know, the. Well, it's a good thing we don't have the college football committee deciding on who's getting in the playoffs. Oh, come on. They got it right. They got it right. Um, I don't know, man. No, they just didn't have the guts to tell the SEC they can't get out. They can't. No, have a, you know what? No, yes, they did. I don't the want to ACC, hear it. The ACC. Man, if you're a Power 5 team and you go undefeated, you deserve to be in the Final Four. I I'm have no sympathy it. for the ACC. You want to know why? I'm not talking about the – it's because they have no guts to tell the SEC. <laughs> That's what it is. No, the that ACC. That is what it is. It's all garbage. We'll get there next year. If they had their way, ESPN would have Ohio State in there too. Hey, listen. They would. Well, they no, would expand the playoffs today to do it. The ACC, right? Florida right. State's uh, conference. Yeah. Uh, all the all the crocodile tears coming out of the state of Florida and the ACC. Look, ACC voted against 12-team 12, 12 playoff for this year. So had they voted for the 12-team playoff, guess what? We, we're not having this discussion. Florida State's in, Ohio State's in, Georgia's in, right? I mean, right. we have the tournament. So I have zero sympathy for the ACC or Florida State. You guys didn't want to expand the playoffs. Well, you reap what you sow. And I'm sorry for as unfair as it is, but quality of play in the playoff matters. Florida State, the video of Michigan, the groaning, and then the, oh, we're supposed to clap. Okay, we're we're We're, we're happy. When Alabama came up in number four, like they were praying it was going to be Florida State because Michigan was going to destroy them. Okay? So now you went from watchable. I watched the ACC championship. That Florida State offense struggled. It was like watching the Browns. It was like watching the New England Patriots right now. No one, oh, so what we're saying is style points matter. And even Absolutely if you're quarterback, you do. Uh, that's garbage. Do. It's not the way you play it on the field. I think you're wrong, Joe. As a matter of fact, I, I, I'm, not say, I'm not saying that that's my view of the world, but that's the college football playoff committee's view of the world. Style points matter. All they care about is making money, which, you know, to me, I still don't understand how they ended up with Ohio State and Missouri in the Sugar Bowl. You'd make more money if you had Ohio State Georgia rematch. If you ask me, I'd rather watch that. Yeah, but you, Do you think Ohio State Missouri does nothing for me. Here's, here's and meanwhile, thing. the transfer portal today is on fire. It's on absolute fire. <laughs> I right know now. it is. Um, here's my thing: Ohio State didn't deserve to be in the playoff. The year they made it without making the Big Ten championship game, I didn't feel they deserved to be in the playoff. If you can't play for your conference championship, you shouldn't be in a four-team college football playoff. 
That's yeah, but the conference championship in the Big Ten is a big joke. It is I, a big joke because you can't have Ohio State and Michigan in this, on opposite sides for fear that they wouldn't play each other. Well, come on. Oh, Are you well. trying to tell me Iowa? You're going to tell me the Big Ten championship really wasn't Ohio State and Michigan. And listen, it was Ohio State and Michigan. Had, Don't try had, to dress it up. You can put perfume on a pig. It's still a pig. And guess what? That's a pig. Had Ohio, Ohio was State, or I should say, had Michigan lost to Iowa, guess who was in the college football playoff then? Florida State. Say that again. Had Iowa beat Michigan, guess who's in the play? By the way, very cute. Very cute. Wow. You know what? I'm impressed. You learned how to use a keyboard. This, this is new for you. you oh, okay. Andy Baskin okay. knows how to use a keyboard. Funny guy over there. <laughs> Just letting you know. Let me know when Jeff knows it. how to answer a phone. <laughs> oh, my God. You're ruthless on that. Absolutely ruthless. <laughs> I do. I do have this other topic. I want. To, I got to wait till next subject. So if you want to yell about college football for a little bit but, more, but too, I, I, are you surprised Kyle McCord's out? This is way more fun than talking about. Yeah, how, how I, I'm a little surprised by, and and I will say, um, that the reaction the reaction is a little disappointing. Like everyone celebrate. A lot of Buckeye fans seem to be celebrating that he's uh, leaving uh, through the transfer portal. Look, there's no question the the Achilles heel of the Buckeyes this past season was the quarterback. And quarterback that's insane. Go back and look at his numbers. He's not the same quarterback that we've seen before. I watched every minute of every Ohio State game, and I, I just I don't want to hear it. The kid threw for two, three hundred yards in every game. I'm just they they did a nice job against Notre Dame. You know, he didn't climb the ladder in the last game against Michigan. If he does, no one's talking anything. Same with the idiots that think Ryan Day should be gone. I'm tired of all of you. I am. Right. I'm just tired. By the way, you. Ryan Day goes bye-bye next year. You heard it here first. Oh, and Jim Harbaugh, <clears throat> not going to be back in Michigan. That's my other prediction. I think Jimmy Harbaugh is going to go to the NFL. Why? If Ryan Day can go out and get himself a quarterback, why would he leave? He's going to get one in the, in the portal right now. Plus, I love the fact that everyone's telling me what Ryan Day is going to do. You talk to me after after Ohio State has an athletic director. What? I don't want to hear anything else about Ohio State and Ryan Day until they have an athletic director. And when they have an athletic director, then you can come talk to me about what's going to happen at Ohio State at, at, at the head coach's position for football. I'm just making uh, predictions. I'm just making predictions. Ryan I hear a Day lot of people talking about Ryan that. Day I like Ryan Day. next so. season on the, on the hot seat. I'm, I'm just so he's tired gonna, of the – going to have to go find a, a quarterback in the portal. I mean, and, I lived the John Cooper era. I hosted the John Cooper, yeah. Cooper show a couple times. And guess what we're watching? And we are not in Cooper the John era. Cooper era. We are not. Yes, we are. This is not. And by the way, next year when they go to one twelve in, teams, one, how many of how many Cooper teams six. would have made the playoffs if they had a twelve team playoff? Then they are two. They all would have against Michigan and in the college football playoff. That is crapola. If you're on Ohio State, Andy, you got to have standards as a Buckeye. Have some stand. I got my got my cup here full of Buckeyes. Got to have some standards here. Why don't you eat a couple of those? I, oh, because they're poisonous, right? Oh, aren't you just Mr. Nice? You want me to eat poisonous nuts? What are you, you, what are you typing now? <laughs> World needs... Ryder eats... No, it's you wish Ryder would eat a Buckeye. That's what you wish. I'm done. I got to ask you this question. And by the way, I'm not really as fired up about the college stuff as you think I am. I'm they kidding. probably did get it right. They got the four they did best get it right. By the way, look at how nice that I is. do think it sucks, though, 
to go undefeated as a Power Five team and not make the playoffs. Yeah, it does. But guess what? So they'll get it right next year. Vote for the twelve team playoff. Yes, for the eighteen player, whatever the hell it was that they were going to do. Next time, vote for it. Then you won't have to bitch and complain that you got left out. I'm not voting, so it doesn't matter. When we come back, Daryl, I need to ask you this question. Did you see Deshaun Watson at the game? No, because I wasn't there. (laughs) Did you not watch on TV? We'll answer that next. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's the rider. I am Andy Baskin, and I am oh, I didn't tired that. of dealing with me. Not really. I'm just, uh, You're just trying to come up with creative things to type under your name. Is that I am today? Doing? I am. Okay. Baskin found a new toy, so we're spending the podcast. Yeah, You're in a bad mood. Uh, yes. gee, I, I would have never guessed. I think I'm just exhausted. I did seven high school football games this weekend, so maybe that's why. And then yes. the Browns lose. Hey, it's a lot easier when the Browns lose. Yes. Congratulations, Glenville. Congratulations to St. Edwards. And congratulations to the Kirtland Hornets. Dude, how could you leave Perry out? And Perry. The Perry You know Pirates. where Perry is now. Perry had a great game. They played great. Uh, congratulations to them. So yeah. what, Lake County ended up with uh, two of the seven yeah. championships? That's right. Must be the water up there. Look out. Lake Catholic's going to be good again next year, too. So, Lake, and then if men are turns things around. Wow. I mean, it's just, it's amazing to me how good Lake County football is and how there's so many good football players in that small area right there. Um, all right. So now I'm not in a bad mood anymore. Hang on, let me get rid See, of just, uh, we needed to show the high school kids some love. Yeah. Job well done. Jake Laverde, um, did a post-game interview with him. I don't Did you see that? No, I Look missed it up. I'm sorry. I missed all your post-game interviews. You week. missed it. 60,000 hits, man. More hits than this is doing. I can tell you that. <laughs> Sixty thousand. I almost I almost said something else. I'll go ahead, knock it out. I don't care. Type it on the bottom. Put them underneath your name. Nope, nope. All right, let me ask you this because we got a lot of feedback on that. So all right, I'm about to get fired up again. Ready? All right. So Deshaun Watson sat in the suite and did not go down on the sidelines. And I could not get over how many people were upset about that. Should they have been? Nah. Because here's the thing, you know, I mean, uh, I would say that. I get I get both sides of the argument, right? You should be on the sidelines, even if you're hurt, whatever. But there's also like the comfort factor and the fact that he's coming off surgery and stuff like that. I got he he was there. He was in the locker room. He was on the field before the game. I'm guessing he was on the field after the game. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. he was there. I I, I think that I, I think that that I. If people are getting themselves, I mean, mad. People are mad. Like, oh, yeah, it's a you bad know what? Look. Then you're looking. Then you're looking for something to be mad about. I thought it was ridiculous. And the other thing I thought about was if Deshaun's on the sidelines and he's talking to somebody, and all of a sudden the play, like, I don't think people realize how big, how fast, and how quick things happen on the sidelines. Yeah, it's not a very safe place. Well, to look be. What, what look what happened in Philadelphia between exactly. the 49ers and the Eagles. What kind of a mess that is now that they're going to have to deal with. So, so yeah, but how I, ma- I mean, you have no idea how many people have been hurt on the sidelines and we don't even talk about it because they don't, pe- most of the people don't play the game right. that are getting hurt. Right. So, yeah. well, but the, I think the thing is, let's just say someone no, starts running. Guy, toward- the chain gang guy had his leg snapped in half. Yeah. Uh, oh. yeah. Yeah. So, 
the sidelines are a pretty dangerous place to be if you're not playing or coaching. So I'm with you. So let's just say Deshaun's on the sideline, right? Right. And a play comes towards him, and he's trying to get out of the way. He loses his balance and falls back on that shoulder again. Right. Is that what we need? No. Oh, no. So you're... I have no problem with that. The other thing, too, is if he wanted to go with his girlfriend, she shouldn't be on the sideline, so no. they should be sitting in the suite. I just or in the stands or wherever. I don't care to complain about. That's, that's then the other thing I heard today was well he should have been wearing Browns gear while he was in the sidelines. Who cares? Who cares? Was he wearing Steelers gear? Then I might be pissed. But I got to be honest. Who cares what he was wearing? Yeah. I again I just think that that whole conversation is people looking for reasons to be mad about something. You want to be you want to be frustrated as a fan. Be be frustrated that that you know guys are hurt and the season is teetering on falling apart. Um, you want to be frustrated. Be frustrated that the the defense is looking like it's starting to show some wear and tear. Right, that they're not uh, playing at their best when the when they're needed to play at their best. Um, like th those are legit frustrations for to uh, to be for like a Browns fan, right? You know, right. I agree. The, I agree. the fact that they're amidst uh, what was supposed to be a really good season for them, and it has been for the most part, right? I mean, they're 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 uh, you know seven and four in the thick of things, or seven and five, I should say, in the thick of things. But like, you know, I I, I just think that sometimes fans um, are looking for an outlet for their frustrations, right? when there isn't blame to go around. Like it's, I can criticize Kevin for not punting there with two and a half minutes to play and going for it on fourth down. The rest of it though, I can't really criticize. I mean, uh, Joe Flacco's interception was basically, was uh, him taking a sh another shot down the field, which is what Joe Flacco does, right? Throw happened to be short. John Johnson third made a great play. And uh, unfortunately that ended up costing the Browns points, right? And mm -hmm. momentum away from them. Um, I still think about Njoku's half a foot that just right. barely grazed. That I mean, that was a game changer too. Right. So, like, I just feel like, unfortunately, the uncontrollables right now are what's controlling this Brown season. The injuries are just, you know, they've been able to weather so many storms here. And even in the earliest, the first time around when Deshaun was out, they weathered that. But then once he was lost for the season, even in the back of my mind, I'm thinking they, they can't survive this. They they might limp into the playoffs, but they're going to get kicked out really quick because they they just they don't have a competent quarterback. Well, Joe Flacco showed you Sunday in, in Los Angeles, he's a competent quarterback. Is he the same player he was that won a Super Bowl? No, but he's competent. He can make all the throws on the field. You have to respect his arm, right? So he's the second best starting quarterback in the AFC North right now so, after one game. Right. So um I that's why I think you know fans are you know getting all upset about this Deshaun thing in LA or whatever. And I, I mean the reason to be upset about that is if he didn't go out to practice when they were practicing at UCLA to visit with them, or mm -hmm. if he didn't go to the if he just like stayed away, completely detached himself from the organization, then I think you've got something tangible as a fan to criticize him for, but criticize him because he didn't stay on a sideline where it's a dangerous place to be. And he wasn't wearing team apparel. Uh, I think you're really, really grasping 
uh, at straws at this point. And again, I get the frustration of Browns fan because it, the only thing that could derail this season, remember in the preseason, you and I were talking about what, what could go wrong. What could go wrong this Injuries. year? Injuries. That was like the biggest right. thing. But, but I wouldn't say it. You were trying to get me to say it. And I'm like, I'm not putting it out there. I'm not saying sure. it. I won't say the, I, I just, I won't say the word. And unfortunately that is what is undoing this season right now. And yes, there's some little things with Stefanski decision-making and play calls that we can nitpick. And that's, but that's what we do. That that's part of the fun of being a fan doing what we do for a living. Um, but the uncontrollables of these injuries. Like I, I understand why Brown's fan is frustrated. That was a winnable game Sunday in LA. The the week before against Denver was a winnable game. And you know, and now Amari Cooper, don't know what's going to happen with him. Don't know the status of Denzel Ward yet. Miles Garrett's playing with one arm at this point. <clears throat> I, I so I, I get the frustration because there was so much hope and promise when this team was seven and three. And now the reality is starting to set in that this is going to be tough. Like right now, as we talk, the Browns are the seventh seed, according to the National Football League. Right. Okay. They're the seventh seed. They're the third place team in their division. Pittsburgh's five. Indianapolis is six. A quick reminder. It's and a Houston's four-way right tie. Yeah. Houston's also seven and five. Four-way tie. Head-to-head between the Browns and the Colts do not apply in the tie-breaking scenarios. Okay. Uh, it's it's a bunch of other things, but Browns v. Colts do not matter right now because the Colts, they're second place in their division. The Browns are third place in their division, and that's one of the tiebreakers that matter hmm. in a three, four-plus team tiebreaker. So where you land in your division is more important than head-to-head. Well, when you, when you have this four-team tiebreaker, yeah. yes, okay. absolutely. Now, in, in three – it's at three weeks – when they go to Houston, mm-hmm. the, to me, the playoffs for the Browns, I just don't – we'll get into this on our next podcast, Andy. I mm-hmm. don't know that beating Jacksonville with the way they're playing, I don't know that that's realistic. So if they lose that game, it's going to be hard to really be upset at that, right? Right. Uh, so that that gets them se- – that's seven and six. The Bears is winnable. That should right. get them to eight and six, right? Right. But then – I think 11 is the magic number for them because I feel like they have to beat the they have to beat the Texans in Houston. They have to come home and beat the Jets, and then they have to go to Cincinnati and beat the Bengals. Okay, that gets them into the playoffs. So right now, yeah, things seem to be slipping a little bit for the Browns, and and I get the nervousness, and I'm a little nervous right now about their. Let me just say this: if they come out and win on Sunday, everyone's going to have their mind at ease a little bit. But that would also probably mean that Denzel's playing. That would mean that Miles has a better game than he had and that they feel like Joe Flacco can move them uh, to the next phase. All right, I do want to talk about the Jaguars, but first I want to watch them against Cincinnati in the Monday Nighter. And so that'll give us something to talk about as we head into a little bit later in this week when we come back with our other editions of It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. Again, he's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin for our fabulous producer, Meredith Kane. Thank you for partaking in our um, soiree. Is that fair? Andy's Andy's buffoonery. My buffoonery soiree and all around good time. Discovering it's, a keyboard. It is always, hang on a second. Yep, I'll just let it go. It's always game day in Cleveland. 